Hello, my name is David Kane, and I'd like to welcome you to the Sea of Acceptance, home of the Feel It to Heal It movement. In these episodes, we will learn how to feel what we feel when we feel it. In this episode, I will introduce the idea of you building and living your own healthy grief recovery journey. Now, public health nurse Lois Hall with 20 plus years experience as a grief recovery specialist, once said, unresolved grief is the number one unaddressed public health issue of the day, and 100% of us grieve. Now the Mayo Clinic defines grief as a natural response to loss. It is emotional suffering you feel when something or someone near you is taken away. And often the pain of loss can feel overwhelming. Now, someone once said all losses should be grieved, and I've added that the best place to do this work is in the present moment, not tomorrow, not next week. Now, the Grief Recovery Institute talks about over 40 losses that people can grieve. For example, the loss of a person, separation, divorce, abandonment, estrangement, the loss of a family pet, loss of health, loss of wealth, loss of faith moving, changing schools, etc. Now we may feel all kinds of difficult and unexpected emotions like sadness, anxiety, loneliness, helplessness, hopelessness, shock, yearning, disbelief, profound sadness, relief, fear, numbness, uncertainty, maybe anger and maybe guilt. Now this stew of emotions can be summarized as grief and it's often the strongest set of emotions we may ever feel. Now most of us are taught how to gain things in life but not taught how to lose things. Now a good place for us to start this journey is to accept that time alone will not heal our deep grief wounds. Rather what we do during that time is what will help us recover. Now, how do I know this? You may ask. Well, 24 years ago, I was widowed for the first time. I immediately found myself in a deep, dark place, feeling a tsunami of unresolved grief taking over my mind, body, and soul. My pain and suffering was screaming at me. I could not eat right, sleep right, concentrate, or keep commitments. My grief defined me. I was stuck. Now, David Kessler described that where I landed was my isolated grief island. Now, back then, my family and friends loved me, but they didn't know how to help me. The best they could do was try to grab me from this deep, dark place and yank me back up to the happy veneer surface of this world. As well, the world wanted my grief journey to be invisible to them. Well, it was anything but invisible to me. And these are things that David Kennedy of Hospice Peterborough taught me. In 1998, this unresolved grief I felt left me curled up in a ball for over two months with big emotions. Was this my plight in life? Would dependable and reliable me ever show up again? Could I ever find the tools to dig out of this severely heart-wounded place I was in? Now, David Kessler recommends that we don't stay very long on our isolated grief island, but rather jump, jump into the grief river 
Now this slow meandering river will take us where we need to go. We may even meet other people on the, their journey. Luckily, I found and took a grief recovery workshop at my local hospice. I didn't know at the time, but this was how I jumped into the grief river and started to live my healthy grief recovery journey. Now it turns out the best way out of this pain is through this pain and we have to feel it to heal it. I'm going to repeat that. It turns out the best way out of this pain is through this pain. and We have to feel it to heal it. Neuroscientist Dr. Mary Frances O'Connor, author of The Grieving Brain, describes a healthy grief recovery journey as a slow spiral upward. 24 years ago, all my traditions were destroyed. So a lot of the work I had to do around living through these traditions redefined them to be meaningful without my loved one being with me. This slow spiral upward was not quick and it was very painful yet very meaningful. I learned how to complete the relationship with the pain and suffering from this profound loss without forgetting my loved one. This allowed me to rebuild my life, a new life, a different life. I learned to live again and I learned to love again. In the words of Dr. Karen S. Scott, I knew my grief journey was healthy when I could visit my loss without feeling overwhelmed. And when I looked into the future, I knew that there were still happy times ahead. So over the next 24 years, I continued to build my resilience around loss. I joined the local hospice board of directors for about five years to pay it forward. Now, little did I know that in 2022, I would be widowed again. I was immediately cast onto that same isolated grief island. Again, it was extremely painful. But this time the suffering didn't last as long. It's like my mind, body, and soul knew what to do. I immediately signed up and paid for a second grief recovery workshop. I wanted to make sure the beam on my grief recovery flashlight was pointing in a good direction. And this became my jumping off point back into that same grief river and has taken me where I need to go. The resilience I built up over the last 24 years helped me build and follow an even more resilient, healthy grief recovery journey this time, leading me to become more wholehearted again. It still wasn't quick. It wasn't linear, linear, and it was very painful, messy. And sometimes I even found myself healing from things I thought I uh, had already healed from. But the bottom line was I didn't suffer as much the second time. Recognizing how different the two journeys were, I took a deep dive into all things dying, death, and grief and built documented steps that one could use to build and follow their own healthy grief recovery journey. And that is the purpose of these episodes. Now, my deep dive included becoming certified by the Grief Recovery Institute of California as an advanced grief recovery specialist. And they've been doing grief recovery workshops for over 35 years. 
Next, I participated in the workshops from Sick Kids Hospital called Children's Grief and Bereavement Certificate Program. I attended the Peterborough Child and Youth Mental Health Symposium. I took the Resilience Skills Workshop by Karen, Dr. Karen Rivich. I studied the grieving brain following neuroscientists like Dr. Mary Frances O'Connor. I followed the teachings of David Kessler. I followed the teachings of David Kennedy and friends from Hospice Peterborough Podcast. Studied the Four Agreements and the Toltec philosophy. Studied philosophers Seneca and Marcus Aurelius. Studied the impermanence that is taught by Buddhism teaching. Did a small workshop on resilient grieving by Dr. Lucy Hone. And I attended various TED Talks and read a few other books. So I combine my lived experiences, my expanded resilience and the information I gleaned from above and I built, documented and followed an end-to-end comprehensive healthy grief recovery journey. I came out of retirement and I now educate and witness people feeling profound unresolved grief, that same grief that Lois Hall spoke about. And I help them build and follow their own healthy grief recovery journey. If you are here today because of a deep loss, I want to take a moment to express how sorry I am for your loss. We all grieve differently. We have our own unique grief fingerprint. I don't know and can't know how you feel. Nobody does. Having said that, a certain level There are common elements that we share. Now, David Kessler speaks about our grief as a story of our loss, and this story will last our lifetime. That is why we don't learn to get over grief, but we rather learn to live with healthy grieving. As we learn to release the pain and suffering, we make space in our hearts for a new yet different normal. We leave behind the pain and suffering tethered with the people who have gone before us and we replace it with a tether built with mostly joy, love and fond memories with far less sadness. It turns out that most of us in profound grief are not broken, but rather wounded and we don't need to be fixed. We just need to be witnessed. Now a healthy grief recovery journey focuses on the past, the present, and the future. Firstly, a good grief recovery workshop is key for dealing with the pain and suffering from our past losses. We identify unresolved things from our past relationships and bring closure to these things. Now, some of us wish our grief recovery workshops would last forever, as they're a safe place to feel it, to heal it but they typically only last eight to 10 weeks. And for this reason, I built some tools you can take home after you completed any grief recovery workshop. One of these sets of tools are ideas on dealing with grief in the present moment, recognizing it. And this is very important as feeling what we feel when we feel it is key to emotional freedom and the foundation to feel it, to heal it. 
As you know, some of us may cry. Some people never cry. By the way, my grieving comes in the liquid form often, where crying for me is a great way to release present moment pain. Some people do artwork, take on meaningful tasks, journaling, exercising, sharing with others, using spiritual or religious support, or just sitting with their grief. The key is to spend some present moment time when we can to understand and acknowledge what is going on. Giving grief an avenue out of us is far better than holding it inside. Now, 24 years ago, when I was on the isolated grief island, I stared into the abyss of the unknown future. It shut me down. Now, most days I had some fear I felt about future things like birthdays, holidays, and even the one-year anniversary of the death, which was many months away in the future. So to help, to help us with the future, we'll learn how to not be miserable today about future misery using the Healthy Grief Recovery Calendar. I built this idea using the teachings of philosopher Seneca, the Grief Recovery Institute Special Days Calendar, and ideas from David Kessler. David says a calendar like this is a map of our pain, but more importantly, it's a map of our healing. The bottom line is why should we waste present moment finite energy on something that may not be happening for six months from now? Next, we'll start to take control of what feels like a totally out of control situation using the actionable vision called the Healthy Grief Recovery Steering Wheel. I've a call, I have called upon my steering wheel many times over the last years, times of fear, uncertainty, confusion, lack of energy, and lack of drive. I... I now witness, walk beside, or educate people who are either in deep grief, wanting to witness a friend who is grieving, or want to gain these skills while their seas are calm. Because 24 years ago, I had to learn these skills when I was at one of the lowest points in my life. It would have been so much easier to have these skills in a playbook on how to lose things before I started losing significant things. I will now use two examples showing two extremes of people who are faced with profound loss. And obviously, you or I could be anywhere in between these two examples. And these are fictitious. Two couples live in the same city. They don't know each other. They never meet each other. Monday morning, the two wives put on their blue shirt. They get in their car and they drive to work. They both get in accidents. They get rushed to the hospital where they die. So instantly, their two men were widowed. So the first man, as soon as his wife died, he landed on the isolated grief island David Kessler spoke of. He had no frame of reference and no skills to figure out what to do next. Unfortunately, his friends couldn't help him either. His friends tried to fix him and tried to move him away from the sad place he was in. He never discovered grief recovery workshops or a healthy grief recovery journey. His unhealthy journey was defined by avoiding dealing with his feelings around his loss. To survive, he would bury his feelings he had deep down inside him. So because he tried to never feel it, 
he never was able to heal it. Years later, he is still stuck, unable to speak about his wife, avoiding all triggers like driving down a certain street, driving near the hospital, going in certain rooms in his house. Over the years, his significant loss and grief around it controlled and defined his life, a very painful life. Now on to person number two. When his wife died, he too landed on his isolated grief island. He had no frame of reference, no skills to figure out what to do next. He had a friend who realized that he wasn't broken, that he was stuck and he didn't need to be fixed. He just needed to be witnessed. With permission, his friend guided him to the sea of acceptance. Here he was educated to jump into the grief river, this meandering river that would take him slowly to where he needed to go. And he entered this river by taking a grief recovery workshop. This workshop helped him define and discover unresolved feelings from his past. He was able to bring closure to these situations, releasing the pain, releasing the suffering from his past while remembering his wife. He started to take control of his out of control situation. He learned to recognize his grief moments and actively experience them in the present moment. He learned how to not be miserable about future misery by building and living a healthy grief recovery calendar. And again, this calendar became a roadmap of his healings. Next, with the support of his friends, he built his healthy grief recovery steering wheel. And he called upon this steering wheel many times along his healthy grief recovery journey. He also continued to do the brain and heart work to build a new but different meaningful life for himself, all the while becoming more wholehearted. So his healthy grief journey meant that he never ignored grief, but leaned into it and experienced it as it appeared. And this allowed him to release the pain and suffering and live a healthy grief journey. So 24 years ago, I was probably person one for the first two months and I could have stayed there had I not found education through my first grief recovery workshop. And then I became person number two. This workshop saved my life because had I stayed on the isolated grief island, I don't know where my life would end up. Now I use these two examples to highlight that how you grieve truly matters. When you hit the crossroads, do I deal with my feelings or do I bury them? What you choose to do matters and it changes the rest of your life. And that is why I'm spending the energy to build these episodes, to guide you and give you information from my lived experience. Here's the thing with grief. There's no fast forward button. There's no easy button. It has a very long shelf life with no expiry date. And it'll wait for you to face it. If you choose to bury your unresolved grief, it'll show up when you least expect it, clogging up your present moment. Long-term unresolved grief can complicate a person's grieving journey. Really complicated grief oftentimes needs counseling before you could take a workshop like this. Now, this complication can be avoided by learning how to live a healthy grief recovery journey sooner rather than later.
as I say, let's just get on with the inevitable. Now, it's said that all grief recovery work we do today will pay off for all of our tomorrows. And I hope you can see that this was very true last year when I was able to call upon these skills that I learned 24 years ago. And I'll restate, why not get on with the inevitable and choose to build and follow a healthy grief recovery journey? Now, if you come to this place and you have an active addiction, without blame or shame, I recommend that you reach out and find recovery from your addiction prior to doing this work. Now, some losses have trauma around them for people that survive. This workshop can help with basic traumas, but if by chance it has evolved into post-traumatic stress symptoms, it's probably best that you seek counseling to deal with that prior to doing this grief work. Well, we're coming to the end of episode one. And I want to thank you for sticking with it. For some of you, this might have been quite difficult to witness. Part of the recording of this was difficult for me. Welcome to the Feel It to Heal It movement. And together we've already started to deal with some of the unresolved grief that Lois Hall spoke about. Again, my grief journey can't be your grief journey, as we all grieve differently. But I do hope this has sparked some dialogue within your mind, body, and soul as to whether you will bury it to avoid it or feel it to heal it. And as always, take what you want and leave the rest. And I just want to reconfirm that not dealing with grief is painful and effectively dealing with grief is also painful. The difference is when we feel it to heal it, it's more short-term pain for long-term gain. Again, if you're here because you're experiencing profound grief, I'm sorry for your loss. If that is your situation, may I suggest that you reach out to a couple of trusted family and friends and see if they would follow all these episodes as well so they can walk beside you on your grief journey because they may wish to help you but don't know what to do. Now, the future episodes will uncover more and more ideas for your consideration on how to build and live your own healthy grief recovery journey. If you have any comments, please feel free to e email me at info at seaofacceptance.com. And I look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Thank you.